Podcast. Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Sex. Politics. Art. And overall bad ass. This is Society 13. Redefining Podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall bad Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio with your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. Kettle Whistle Radio's back. Folks, friends, and fiends, Sean and Dave in the house. That's right. Captain Sexy. <laughs> what you talking about? I don't know. But I do want to apologize for the hostile Festivus Ale episode. No Festivus in the house tonight, folks. Sorry for the anti-Imagine Dragon sentiments, but I really don't apologize. <laughs> um, I, hey, Festivus was not for the rest of us. How you feeling, Sean? Doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> Not as good as Festivus night. <laughs> uh, what can I say, man? You know, that was pretty lousy beer, by the way. Which part was lousy? Festivus beer. <laughs> How do you figure? Uh, it didn't taste good. It was uh, too sweet for our tastes. Yeah. Even though we were both sweet boys. Um, <laughs> I'm going to quote Jim Norton on that one. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, uh, it, it, hey, it's 2020. What are we up to? Not destroying the show like I did with the last one. I you hope. didn't destroy the show. Oh, it's fun doing it. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Um, I want to talk about soundtracks real quick because this is interesting that some of these horror movies are just on soundtrack on vinyl. And there's two here. This is weird because one of them, our friend, mutual friend, Jess Weary. Um, who is also working on the comic book with me, uh, Jess Weary, musician. Check her out. Guys, go, girls, go to the YouTube and look up Jess Weary. But she turned me on to a film called Neon Demon, and it's very much um, females trying to make it in the modeling world, I think, and uh, them trying to diss each other. I, I, it was just a little too real, but fun. However, the soundtrack is amazing. But Neon Demon, but I have to go with my next pick, it Follows, which we all know It Follows, the movie at this point. David Robert Mitchum made an incredible soundtrack that's as haunting as going back to Dario Argento days with Goblin. I don't know if you're, fam- you're familiar with the movies, uh, kind of. The Dario Argento, Argento movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But It Follows. You saw It, it Follows? I saw It Follows yeah. in the theater. Yeah, it was well, really good. The soundtrack's very effective, and it's something yeah. that kind of made a mark with musicians lately, from what I see. But anyway, moving on. Again, 2020, Sean is back in the house. Um, I, I had a question for him. The first question I had for Sean at the, at the turn of, I can't say century, decade, was <laughs> what is the lobster's name from Godzilla vs. Sea Monster? And I thought it was Abraham. It's a Ibira. Oh, all right. Well, Abraham was close. Yeah. And look, I built him. He's over here. He's <laughs> over there somewhere. Ooh, I see him. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's not really him. They came close. Whatever, it looks more like an Ultraman figure. All right, so what's it going does. on with you? What, right? What's, what's, what's going on with me? Yeah, what's uh, going on with you, man? Uh, get, well, um, let's see. What's what's big in, in my world? Um, well, I passed. I don't know if we talked about ah, this on air, but I did pass my certification yes, that I've been. Congratulations. was studying for well over a year for that. Yes. So that, uh, that's off the books now. So Well uh, earned. Well earned. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, my wife and I, we're getting ready to take a nice little well-deserved trip. No, I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm keeping it on the down low right now. Good, then I don't have to call you. <laughs> yeah, 
Where are you going? No, no, don't tell me. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Undisclosed might, location. That might cause a fight with some young teenage girl that's a member of our household. So <laughs> or that barren area where all the 13 bodies are buried. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So we we can't deny the fact <laughs> that Star Wars came out. Oh yeah. And I have to say. All right, as much as you guys are probably sick of hearing about Star Wars, um, I I gave it a 6.5 on my first viewing. Mm -hmm. Reason being, I had to lower my expectations to watch the film, which I learned for the second and third viewing. And now I like it. I give it an 8. It's a fun sci-fi movie. Yeah. Isn't really the direction I saw things going, but you know what? It works. So are we do, are we allowed at this point do you think most people have seen it that we can talk about like I don't know about spoilers yet. <clears throat> so there was a scene in the movie. <laughs> Here he goes. I'm not going to try to spoil this but uh yes, he is. There was a scene in the movie where uh you know the two main um the two main the the main Jedi and made Sith Lord in in the in the movie they uh, they started to get into uh, a battle, and then um, at the end of the battle, something happens, and I was like, no! Like, I couldn't believe it. I got teary-eyed in the theater, and I'm like half on the verge of tears. Like, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to give it away. Which, well, all right, let's go one-third, two-thirds, three-thirds into the film. And mm, it was like a third of the way into the film, maybe. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, we're, we're trying not to do spoilers here, folks. Yeah. Uh, trying not to. I, like, was on the verge of, like, tears. There were a few things. <laughs> I was like, no! Oh, 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 wait, you mean the almost death? Yeah. As opposed to yeah. a certain death. Yeah. Okay, you're not, I got hit up, I got texted by people that were actually in the theater at that moment. Like, How could you not tell me about this? I was like... First of all, your phone is on in the theater. Second of all, it pay was, attention. It was emotional. Like I, it really was for me. I don't know why, but it I, was. Just kind of hit a chord with me. It would, if it wasn't such an obvious red herring. I, it's Ooh. just a thing. Uh, it could have been horrible, but ended up not so bad. Uh, film itself, I think it rolls. I think it rolls good. I think it's very fast paced, though. Yes, fast-paced. And I think that's what a lot of people maybe complain about a little bit is that it's it's pretty like you know go 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 go. Well, one of our uh, one of our the regulars on this show, Paul Wardrell, who chimes in every now and about writing and comics and stuff. He's an editor for. He used to be used to work for uh, Penguin Publishing. He said, um, and I quote, that they built up all these lesser characters, these new characters, and they did nothing. Like, yeah. kind of nothing. Like, they built them up. Like, just, uh, they appeased new audience, and then they pissed off old audience. Then to appease the old audience, they toned them down. <laughs> and that's stupid. But it's obvious. Yeah. We could talk about certain characters, but there are people who haven't seen it yet. Again, 6.5, but I go to 8. I'll never go to 10. I like the movie. It's fun. Again, three times. Huge fan. Sean is surrounded by nostalgia in this room. <laughs> so they went a good direction, but not the best decision in every corner. You go. I, I have a quote from one of our listeners, actually. I just wonder if it was ultimately going to go down this road um, prior to, you know, was this was this the, uh, the um, you know, the plotted out storyline for all three movies, um, you know, or, or did it kind of veer off path with... Um, uh, you know, with respect to what Ryan Johnson did with The Last Jedi, they kind of get too far off path, and then they had to sort of course correct and right the ship. And um, mm-hmm. I just don't know if, uh, you know, this is what uh, the original thought was. I also heard that um, the supposedly the Kenobi series on Disney Plus was put on hold oh, that indefinitely. Sucks. Why? Or they're Again? just they're pushing off. I think I think what happened, and I I think I saw a Ewan McGregor quote on this was that they uh, they wanted to push it back after they after the movie came out, uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and they took a look at what they had written. Hmm. Um, they decided to take a step back and like see if maybe there was a better way to sort of maybe go about it or re-envision it or hmm. 
you know, rewrite it or make some, you know, make some changes to what the original story was that they wanted to tell. Hmm. So, well, we're not going to totally bore you with Star Wars talk, but it just, yeah. it did just happen, and uh, it's. I'm just going to read this from um, a fellow listener as well as man. He, this guy has been on our air, airwaves at least six times. Paul Wardlin, writer, editor. Um, he says this, and I have to go. He is uh, my age. <laughs> Chat doesn't agree, <laughs> but um, let's see here. Okay, I think eight out of ten is a fair rating for Rise of Skywalker. I went in with no expectations. Now, again, this is Paul Wardlin. Um, and as soon as the crawl appeared with the dead speak, the silliest opening of any Star Wars film, I sighed and stayed for the ride. The whole story felt rushed. Palpatine's return, the characters zipping from one action scene to the next, the pre the I'm sorry, the brief legacy appearances, Lando, Wedge, the non-stakes. Ray accidentally kills Chewie. No? He's alive. 3PO gets mind wiped. No, R2 rebooted him. The new characters built up only to barely do anything in the last film. Here are the characters. Hux, Maz, Rose. And throw in a new villain, Richard E. Grant, and a rebel hobbit. <laughs> they did throw in a rebel hobbit. I, I do like Monaghan. Anyway. Um, sigh. He says sigh. <laughs> Planet killer weapons now on Star Destroyers? Sigh again. Despite these gripes, I did enjoy the film. I like how Ray and Kylo Ben resolved their conflict and and was impressed with Ridley's and Driver's performances. I go with that. But in general, felt the trilogy was wasted potential overall. I really wanted to see Ray, Finn, Poe, and the other new characters do their own things. And seeing the story weave Carrie Fisher's last footage into the narrative just left me sad and there was no peter mayo acknowledgments in his passing in the credits but i'm enjoying the mandalorian a lot more this is the way i have spoken <laughs> i'm sorry i think paul kind of what do you think i think he probably pretty much hit my sentiment like right on the head fair assessment um you know i like i like i mentioned just to just before we, you, you know, you read his quote, um, yeah. the story was too rushed. Um, that was that was my biggest gripe, I think. That and um, there wasn't a lot of meat to the characters. Right. Um, yeah, you didn't care that much. Yeah. So. Well, interesting. Um, well, but you, but he is right. The Mandalorian is amazing. Amazing. It's really good. Yes. Really good. Um, well written show. Yes. Really good cinematography. The production's really good. So, you turned me on to a few things, uh, <laughs> be, be, uh, not just V Wars, which we're going to get into, but this band, Prowess. Oh, yeah, Prowess. Yeah. Yeah, so they're a band that I got turned on to from the Dragline Boys. Uh, they played some shows with them down south, I think in West Virginia. And um, they brought them up here to, uh, well, they played in uh, Leechburg, PA, at, a, at the same place twice in the last like year and a half. And um, they're like self-proclaimed road warriors, so they like they're constantly on tour. Um, you know, I uh, uh, and um, I forget where I was going there, but they're uh, they're um, you know just really, really, really good, straightforward rock, rock and, roll. and roll. Yeah, and um, you know, just you know, we did, their album just came out at the beginning of the year. Um, it's got a nine-song album out. They have a lot more songs than just that, but um, they, uh, they're they really good. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. No, man. You, 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 no, you turned me on to them. And I've uh, been talking to uh, it's Scott Roby. Scott Roby, yeah. He's the uh, guitar player in the band. Yeah. Nice uh, guy. Really nice guy, yeah. They're really, really, really good group of guys. Um, they put on a really killer show, too. So you're going to have to see them sometime. Yeah. I, I, there's no other way to come back from Star Wars talk except, like, move forward with some rock and roll. Because we've been kind of disappointed <laughs> of late. But um, at least The Rise of Skywalker gave us a little opening for something. You said Obi-Wan is on hold. That pisses me off. All right. So let's play some rock and roll <laughs> to make me feel better. Um, I, but I did hear this, too. Clone Wars... Uh, what episode? No, episode, season seven in yeah, February. Yeah, the, the final. The and, final. Um, 
episodes uh, of that Shoka show. Shoka with her final battle with Darth mm-hmm. Vader, but I feel like I already saw that in the Clone Wars. I, maybe it was in Rebels. Uh, I watched th- the first like season and a half of uh, Rebels, yeah, yeah. but I never watched Clone Wars. Hmm. Um, I vaguely remember starting Clone Wars. I think it okay. was that. I think it started with like Yoda being attacked, hmm. or on a planet. I, anyway, I know, right? I should. I, I mean, I, I'm a subscriber to Disney Plus. I should probably go and like watch these shows now. It's just I, I have been. There's so much. There's so much, even new stuff. Like you brought up V Wars. Yes, that, you no, know. You and, brought that. You got me into that. Well, yeah, but but we'll, we'll talk. But about what I'm it. saying, there's so many new things that that. I find myself circling back to the old things now that I mm. did intend mm. to see. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to watch that show, Justified. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I did. T- Timothy Oil Farm. Yeah, I saw the first season. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. I heard my... I have family members that love that show. Yeah, I, I intend yeah. to watch that show. Right now, I'm trying to wrap up Sarah Connor, the chron- the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the Terminator show. Oh, because our girl Shirley Manson? Yeah, from and, Garbage is in it. And Le- really Lena, Lena, Lena Hedy. Hedy. Yeah. She, oh, amazing. That's why I watched it, I yeah. think. Uh, but I liked it. It was good. There is a definitive ending. Hmm. I can't wait to see what you have to say about that. Once again, that whole Star Wars thing. Again, Back to rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll doesn't usually disappoint. So I know there's you got a few CDs and albums in your hand that might disappoint you. But uh, you own Prowess's first album. I do, yeah. And we're going to play, what song are we going to Bla- play? Blacktop Therapy. Blacktop Therapy. It's the name of the album, too. So That sounds like um, a, uh, a schoolyard fight uh, or a, <laughs> a, a parking lot bash or possibly bus stop pummeling. Any mm-hmm. ideas? No, I think it has a, a completely different meaning. But, so it's uh, just hockey outside, you know, <laughs> little street hockey problem? No. Oh. Now, you know, we're going to have them on. We're going to get to interview those guys in All the near right. future. and uh, Draw your own conclusions. I, I think they'll tell us exactly what it means, but I I already have a good idea what I think it means. So. Oh, cool. All right. Um, you should do it now and say it and see how wrong you are when we have them on. Do you want me to? I don't care. Do it. Well, what I, I perceive it means is that, you know, they're, like I said earlier, they're constantly out on the road touring. And I think blacktop therapy to them might mean that, you oh. know, being on the road is very therapeutic. So hitting the pavement, but not with your face. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. For the first time. <laughs>
And that was Prowess with the title track, Blacktop Therapy. Love the rock and roll. That was Good a stuff. badass track, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you found them, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. Like, how did that? How did you find them? Uh, well, like I mentioned, uh, I met them through the Dragline right. guys. Okay. And okay. Uh, um, you know, I've saw them. I've I've seen them play live twice. And uh, where do they play? Uh, they played in Leechburg, PA, oh, okay. uh, at a at a little tavern place. But they 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 go all over the place. Um, they're from North Carolina, so they're like they're just always out. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, and we're gonna get to interview them. Yeah. So coming up on we think it's the next show. Uh, again, uh, schedules conflict. Uh, we're supposed to talk to them this week, and which means you'll hear it very soon. Um, and uh, hey, great guys again, Scott Roby. You know a few of the other guys from talking to them. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I've talked to them in person uh, when when I met the band because. You know, hanging out with the Dragline guys, they know them really well, and uh, yeah. have played, uh, you know, quite a few. Well, not quite a few, but they've played, you know, a handful of shows with them, and um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just, you know, you get that nice little easy introduction to the band. Then, you know, so you know, you get to hang out. You're drinking with the band. You're hanging out with the band. You're hearing their stories and playing too much bass. <laughs> I'm not playing too much bass. I need to play more bass, but uh, yeah. Well, okay. As always, there's always I got to do this product thing where there's actually like physical pieces to look at, and I piled a bunch of shit next to you, Sean. Um, I and, see. Uh, I see this. Yeah, I got a whole pile of stuff here. Yeah, these are they're new. <clears throat> um, really, for the most part. Is this a this a, like a live DVD? What do you got? Well, this is Soulfly live at the Dynamo Open Air. Fest. I believe yes. It's no, that's a CD recorded by Dynamo. Yeah. Um, it's a soundboard recording from '97, and it's everything you want from the first time you heard Soulfly. Hmm. Like everything. I saw them on that tour. I walked in. Oh my God, we uh, we were at an Ozfest, and Ministry just lost their deal with Warner Brothers. So Soulfly. Excuse me. I have to yeah, I was pissed. Soulfly took the bill. That's the only reason I really went to that Ozfest was to go see Ministry play live, and uh, I, I've I've seen things happen where dirt flies and bodies fly, and, and I've never seen or felt the ground like just jump, as opposed to when they went into Eye for an Eye when they opened up, and it was just an explosion, an explosion that Ministry was not capable of at that time. They weren't. They were going through transition and whatever. I'm glad that, you know, hmm. Max Cavalera of Sepultura Days could step up. And, yeah, that CD, amazing. Yeah, like you said, it was a management change or something. And I think they tried to, like, keep them on the bill, keep ministry on the bill because they were mm-hmm. trying to lie about who their management was. And, <laughs> and yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I want to say I read that. Might have even been in the book you let me borrow. It could be. I think it is. What the hell is this? That is some folk music, man. We're gonna be playing some of that. Met we these are? guys. Yeah. Well, I I mean they're local. I wasn't sure, you know, just looking at this. I'm coming home by Dennis McCurdy and friends. Yes, I got to see them live. Yeah. And is it, it good? It was during a horror fest. Yeah, really? they played some folk music and basically destroyed the place. Cool. Yeah, and I'm not a jam band guy. I'm not a folk guy. I'm not a country guy. Well, now I got to hear it. When so. music happens like that, it's like whoa. Okay. Yeah, worth a mention, worth a listen. Hmm. Oh, this next one is just... i have to check that out. Again, legendary piece of time. So this is uh, Pantera Live at Dynamo Open Air, 1998. Yes. As well. Yes. So same same it show as, catches Sepul- them as uh, Soulfly. Not at the height of their career, when they were their heaviest of their career. Yeah. And there is a difference. There is a difference, because they came back after even heavier, but yet better. They were better before this. This is when they were just heavy as hell trying to prove who they were you know my my favorite i kind of i don't want to say i fell off the bandwagon with these guys because i never did but um i never really truly gave reinventing the steel a good listen give it a re-listen really now it's worth it yeah in retrospect yes Hmm. i can't say anything else i believe suicide note part one and part two are on that and you have to listen to that back to them back to back no, 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 no. I think that's on. Is that on the Great Southern Trend? Code? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, the that oh, what is it? Uh, electric is on that one, right? And uh, no. Um, the only I'm trying to think. 
Hard Line Sunken Cheeks are the, is the song I don't recognize that's, on ooh, here. That's a good one. Um, but everything else I recognize, so. Goddamn electric, though. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Great stuff. I Later, wanna, Pantera I want to hear stuff. that. That's going to be badass. Oh, it's so good. That has never left my car. Hmm. Repo Man. The original motion picture soundtrack. And I believe that's 85, 86. Yeah. 84. Oh, 84. Uh, yeah. Classic. Well, Emilio Estevez. I talk about it on the yeah. show a lot. I, I finally found the soundtrack on CD. I used to have it on vinyl as a kid. Listen to this. Yeah. You don't hear like uh, Go. Yeah. a soundtrack like this hardly anymore. Iggy Pop, Black Flag, Suicidal Tendencies, The Circle Jerks, The Plugs, Burning Sensations, Fear, mm. Another Circle Jerks, The Plugs, Juicy Bananas. And then <laughs> there's a sticker here, so I Love can't that. see what else. But I know. Yeah. I mean,. It is, wow, that's a killer soundtrack. It is the essential. You have to, like I say, I, I have been saying this for about two hundred shows. Back to back, that you have to have the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack as well. I don't know that I've actually seen this movie. Mm. A lot of people your age haven't. Yeah. Uh, I, hopefully, I, they don't remake it. If you like Harry Dean Stanton, he is the reason to watch it too. Really? Yeah, him mm-hmm. and Emilio. Absolutely. Movie makes no sense, and it's totally uh, the end scene is an anti-Grease the movie moment. Really? Oh, it's hilarious. Hmm. Well, yes. I'm, I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. What is this? The, Ooh, the, you, this is where you hate me. The Down and Outs. This is where you hate me. I don't know anything about this, you but it's produced you... by Joe Elliott. That's all you need to know? Well, I know who that is. Okay. It's a uh, meatloaf and Beatlesque Joe Elliott with oh a bunch of old rockers here. When I say old... They're veterans. Uh, let's see. Looking at this. Well, there she is. Cher from Vixen. <laughs> the rest mm. of the guys in the band were in the London Choir Boys, which was the... They were the L.A. Guns of um, England when the L.A. Guns were big. And really? Yeah, yeah. They were kind of dirty boys, if you want to say. Yeah. But they uh, made good rock and roll, and Joe Elliott picked them up. And again, that's Cher. Still looking for, good for her age. She's playing bass and singing on the down and outs. This is how we roll, and yeah, this is mellow rock, but it, I can't turn it off. And I'm not again. I don't like meatloaf. <laughs> I, you've heard that story. Uh, but the I Beatles would do anything uh, for love. No, but I can't do that. Uh, honestly, I. I <laughs> but, but I won't play that. Thank you. No, no. <laughs> but Joe Elliott playing piano and singing. I don't care. I'll listen to it. And it's rock. It's bar music. It's bar music. The down and outs. I give it a thumbs up. What did you find there? You're, you're hiding the rest. Okay, so we went I'm not that. hiding the rest. We went so right. here we got Def Leppard, and there will be a next time live from Detroit. Yeah, I found a DVD. Is that good? Um, yes, but if you've seen their live stuff, yeah, they're very consistent. It is good. I like Def Leppard. Well, well I was are... always a Def Leppard guy back in the day. They're still incredible, and yeah. I am going to that show with. Uh... Really? Molly Crew and yeah, I did kind of slice that cover a bit, didn't I? You did. I got hasty. And I took okay. a knife to it, and I just couldn't get the package <laughs> open, and I ripped the entire packaging of the cover. But yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Great rediscovery, Phantasm One and Phantasm Two. Yeah. And uh, I have to take back something I said earlier in earlier episodes and put on Facebook, where three and four are a waste of time. Uh, just one part in three turns me off, and then the rest of the movie is kind of okay, and four is really good. I don't ever remember then, seeing Phantasm 3 or 4. Oh, I, I remember... They're on Prime, and Ravager is 5, the I, finale. I remember Phantasm 1 and 2. Hold up. They hold up. 3, again, there's one part with a kid with a Frisbee that just turned me off, and maybe some bad acting some other scenes, but it is actually not a bad movie, and 4 is a great like connector to Ravager, which is the finale, like I said. Hmm. Yeah. Good revisit, Phantasm. And um, I got to pee next to Angus Scrim. Really? Yeah. The tall man. Huh. He did a, um, a talk, a lecture series where he's doing, he's doing his poetry. And this was like just before he, like, I want to say six to eight months before he died. Yeah. And it was in, uh, I think we were in, we were in, no, I'm sorry, we are in Indiana at a show, Indianapolis Days of the Dead for the third time, whatever. He did all his poetry and promptly, when he was done, great, great round of applause, great respect, full house. And I'm like, I really had to go and you know, drinking beer all day. I ran to the bathroom and, and walks the tall man standing next to me at the urinal next to me. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've had moments like that. Like when I was out at a show, you know, to see bands play. Like, they, they uh, pee too. 
Yeah, they got to pee too. They got to exactly. Pee. Yeah. Uh, like uh, when I saw Killing Joke and Bilump and Kurtzoff uh, walked in and <laughs> we're sitting there pissing and <laughs> chatting to each other while we're taking a leak. But yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. But uh, did Don Coscarelli do um, Phantasm yes. Three as well? Yeah, he did. Yeah, from what I understand, he did all, all the way up to four. And I thought five, too. Ravager hmm. was his. You said it's on Prime. It's all, yeah. One, one three, and four. Two is not there. Oh, I'll have so, to watch. I'm going to have to rewatch one oh, just to kind of get reacquainted. Take take two with you. It's so good. It's Maybe. so good. Yeah. Freak me out. Freak me out. All right, so might be time for a little music. What do you think? Aren't we due to play something? Yeah, what are we gonna play? I don't know who who hasn't pissed us off lately. Um, who haven't we pissed off lately? <laughs> yeah, that's a better question. <laughs> so, how are you feeling about Emily Cavanaugh these days and Nightclub? Oh yeah, we should definitely play something by them. Yeah, they've been hitting me up for a while. I mean, they're great. Emily and they're just great people, great music. And you found out they opened up for a couple of bands that we know, including uh, Three Teeth. Mm-hmm. And I think they opened for um, Power Man 5000 as well. All right, let's get into their new release right now. And I believe this is called um, You're Addicted. You're Addicted. I'm Addicted. Your Addiction. Your Addiction. All right, Your Addiction. Let's get into Your Addiction. Talk to you later. What's that hanging on the wall over there? Were you a fall risk at one time? Very much. 
What's yes. the story behind that? Oh no, it's a really bad story. But uh, you know, I didn't know we were going to get into that. Is that but one yes, you I was. Tell? Yeah, I, I was definitely a fall risk in the ICU. Oh. Uh, I I, re- I refused to like stay in one place. Oh. Yeah, I was I, definitely a problem. I remember this story. Yes, though. I was re- restrained by three larger men. <laughs> <laughs> after i bounced off a wall a few times i just refused to let people try to help me go pee <laughs> well like, you, you i got this let me ask you this do you get a lot of fodder from these events uh for uh your novels yeah depending on what like like no i don't get like bad do you mean what no i mean people coming like, after me like you're no you're a no, pile no no of no, no. Uh, what i mean is inspiration do you get a lot of you get you have these yes scenarios like this fall risk scenario that you just painted being restrained <laughs> by three large men well, i mean wait, that's got to be like something that's usable in in what you write well, you know what i mean absolutely you see that right next to it what's that say i don't know he's not in serendipity i have no idea what that says something in tre- extremity yeah i was i was a problem <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a problem oh god and you got this fucking pennywise staring at me right here i know oh, oh my god that's new that's new yeah i now, know it's new i tried to get you into a movie called colossal colossal because you and myself we like anne hathaway i love anne hathaway well this is anne hathaway and jason sudeikis from snl you know i got partway through the movie what do you think and i didn't stop watching it intentionally right i just had family life occurring okay. and uh, i never got back to the um to watch the rest of it but what i did see i really liked because um <laughs> of course i like anne hathaway but um it's a different very different character for her it had kaiju in it yeah kaiju monsters so yeah. basically so a guy and a girl have a relationship that is kind of based on a kaiju monster battle yeah but the, <laughs> where it takes how it takes place and w- where it affects in a totally different part of the world is like mm-hmm. yes who the hell thought this up yeah so these two when they were courting as children or teenagers adolescents yeah some weird lightning storm happens and all we know is later on when their relationship becomes more fiery in Korea two monsters battle mm-hmm. to the tune of their arguments <laughs> <laughs> colossal with a k yeah, give it a shot. I don't think it was with a K. I think it was with, with, with a C. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to give it a K. Yeah. Uh, not Just look greatest, up Anne Hathaway. Not the greatest movie. Funny anecdote for Bowie fans. Um, he, uh, David Bowie, uh, <laughs> begged Perry Farrell, Jane's Addiction fame, to please delete his phone number from his phone book. See, what happened was Perry's phone got stolen, and a guy started <laughs> crank calling David Bowie. <laughs> for a long time before Perry realized his phone was gone. So he get, he eventually eventually gets a call. Either his wife gets it. I don't know how he gets it. It's like, and, and I'm sorry, it's a text. Bowie's like, stop calling me, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. What Does Nicole was, know that story? Uh, no, I no, I texted her, but it, she should know that. Yeah. She is developing our Bowie angle story at some point. That's Nicole. Folks, yeah, our, yeah, I miss her. We got to have her yeah, back. She'll, on she'll here. be back. I guarantee she'll yeah. be. Now you turned me on to this weird show, V Wars, V Wars. By what's his name, Ian Homewrecker? <laughs> no, 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 Ian Summerhalder. Okay. So he was well. The only thing I know that he was in was that. Um, and God, I didn't even watch this show because it was like a young adult fiction book series or something. The Vampire Diaries, I think. I know what they are, but I it wasn't my deal. Yeah, it's not my deal either. But but um. Of course, I'll I'll check anything vampire-wise out, hmm. um, at least to read about it. Okay. Um, but I saw this V Wars, and I was like, huh, I wonder what that's all about. So I, I, you know, I was reading a little bit about it, and I was like, well, I better check that out. And so I started watching it on Netflix, and then, of course, I became addicted. And they have one, uh, like a, what, a 10-episode series out right now, season out right now, that was really good. And I think it's based on, um, if memory serves, uh, I think it was based on, uh, like, a comic book series or, or, like, a graphic novel. I could see that. Or something like that. Had a horribly cheesy ending. <laughs> I didn't like If you could ixnay the last maybe half hour of that series. Yeah. 
Like it was just him being, and from what I understand, um, Ian Homewrecker is part of the, is director, producer, writer, <laughs> something like yeah. that. Yeah, the last scene really ruined it for me. Otherwise, really? I really dug it. Yeah, I, it. I don't know. I can't see him as a tough guy, but anyway, no, not really. Yeah, you're it right. just like it, yeah, because he wasn't that as it starts. However, the monsters gotta say when those teeth come out, that's yeah. pretty frightening. Uh, ruthless. Uh, there's some good characters. Definitely some females I recognize from other shows. Yeah, like the one blonde girl from um, that uh, bit, Bitten series. Um, oh, there's yeah. actually a couple people in there because I think they're all, you know, they're all um, Canadian actors. That there's like these are all like Canadian produced like shows. Some mm-hmm. some not all of them on Netflix, but this one was. Bitten was, okay. you know, things that are on, like, the sci-fi channel, like Lost Girl and things like that. They all sort of recycle okay. a- actors and actresses. Well, that's cool. I mean, and that brings me to the last, one of the last digs of the night here, that Dracula on Netflix. A lot of my friends agree on this show. <laughs> I'm two episodes in, and I refuse to watch the third because you think I'll hate it. I, th- well, um, I like that... Uh, well, the first episode is really, you know, Jonathan Harker at uh, the Castle of Dracula. Yeah. And uh, you meet the brides, but the brides are mm. a bit different than what you remember from the from the story, the book. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, the second was about uh, the events that occurred on the Demeter, the Demeter, whatever you want to okay. say the name oh, of the show yeah. was. See, I love that. And I thought that was pretty awesome because yes. you're filling in blanks of things yes. that, you know. I read that book, Dracula. Mm. It, it did fill that gap that I wanted filled. I wanted to know what happened aboard that ship. I've been dying to write that myself. But then the third episode just totally veers off and, like, just does its own thing. Like, um, and... Uh, I liked it. I actually did like it. I just think I can see why a lot of people hate it. So, hate it. See, I'm afraid to watch the third episode. Anyway, really Dracula like on it. Netflix, first two episodes, I think are excellent. And that guy is like really, really, really good at playing Dracula, and uh, um, very whimsical and very um, ruthless. And yes, um, Hammer Films, funny as hell though. I he's, mean, really, he's good. really good. But he takes you back to the old... To me, I, I see a lot of Hammer in those... You said the Christopher Lee Definitely one, Christopher right? Lee monster. and But he has that classic look, too. He does, yeah. He sort of has that classic uh, Bella Lugosi look. Um, but, uh, yeah, very... <laughs> you just have to see it. I mean, it's really good. I thought it was... I, I don't know. Are they going to continue it, or is that is it like a three-episode-and-done kind of thing? I mean, I, I don't know how they can... Con- you have to see the third episode, because once you see it, you're like, okay, how, how are they going to continue this? Like, what are they going to do see, with it? See, but you have that over me. You watched it, and I did not watch that yet. Yeah. I'm dying to watch it, but then again, I don't want to be that... Is it is it bearable for someone like me that doesn't like time? I'm really not into, like, time... I don't know, like... A helicopter and Dracula at this, it just it doesn't work for me. But the, yeah. is it a time travel episode? It's just like time has passed and we have to deal with him now. Or not. Yeah, the, well, I don't want to give it away because they the way they present how he made it from that time period of the original novel to now. Okay. The way they make that leap in the story is kind of unique, but All right. it it totally um, it totally contradicts what you know from the novel. Okay, okay, yeah. So you All just right. kind of have to see it. Uh, you'll know what I mean when you when you see it. But I don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it yet. Well, that's cool. We'll probably uh, we are going to go out with a tune at the end of the show today uh, from a, a friend of mine, actually. Uh, Dakota, who uh, put out the song called Sue. And yeah, it's about a woman, and it's also about what can happen with a woman. <laughs> Lots can happen with a woman. I mean, there's there's a lot of, a lot of area there. It's in the know. title, Sue. And yeah. we can go Antonio Brown with this. <laughs> oh, oh, a lot of suing going on there with them women. That guy is a mess. Oh, he's done. Do you think it has to do with the head injury, or do you think it's just he was always a dick? Uh, is it the slow generation, uh, degeneration of a human, 
or the concussion. I think it's a combination. I think he. I think the concussion. There are people that met him before. Mm-hmm. And again, we're in Pittsburgh, folks, so we get to hear all this stuff every freaking day. Every day. Um, and we're not surprised by his actions, where all of you guys <laughs> get to finally experience it. Uh, I think it's. A, I don't know. I think the concussion had a lot to do. There were. Um, I listened to a lot of news on KDKA, America's first radio station, the world's first radio station, and uh, they attribute it to concussion because they all knew him before, watched him interact with kids. Mm-hmm. And he is not the same person he was, hmm. so I'm going to say that. But what he's doing is fucking insane. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, I can't. It's hard. It's hard to watch somebody slowly just unravel disappear. themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, but we knew it was going to happen here if you were in Pittsburgh. So yeah, yeah, we did. Well, hey, well. and if you listen to like uh, Mark Madden on. Uh, I always do the local show. He called it. He has no fucking mercy. No. for him whatsoever. Zero mercy. Zero. Absolute zero. Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face, and the Damage Manual, and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. And it goes a little something like this. Holy Picard. Holy Picard. <laughs> Sean, what did you bring with you today? Or should I not say that? Uh, we watched uh, an epi- the first episode of uh, Picard on the new CBS All Access. It was pretty much amazing. It was pretty, it was really good. A lot of questions. Yeah. Mm. I'm really interested to see where this series goes this season. Uh, I was a big The Next Generation fan. Uh, I used to love to watch that. Like I, like I said to you uh, off air, um, I never watched every single episode. I just, I remember watching episodes and loving the show and, and, um, you know, um, it's really kind of the only Star Trek besides the big Star Trek movies that I ever watched. Um, you know, of course, with Spock and Kirk. So and not the, and the first, like, 65. I think it was the first season ever was 65 episodes. Yeah. Of the next Star generation? Trek. No, Star Trek. It's oh, 70s, you mean Star... Oh, 60, yeah. Late 60s, early 70s. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen probably... And, you know, I recall probably seeing a dozen or more of those as a kid. But um, um, I don't know. I like I like the next generation. I mean, that was the era that I grew up in. So naturally, that was the era. So Deanna, that, that Deanna I Troy was your deal? <laughs> no, no. Interesting. <laughs> no. Or would you like Doctor? What's her name? And Doctor Crusher? No. <laughs> oh, you liked Wesley Crusher? No, no, no. So you and Sheldon had something in common. <laughs> Anyway, actually, my favorite was always Scotty because he's just like, I've got to have more time, Captain. He's just always this angry Irish guy. I just loved him. Scottish, wasn't he? Yeah, same difference. No, it's not. (laughs) I got racially motivated. Well, when I was a kid, I thought he was Irish in my defense. I really did. I love Scotty. And he is still my favorite action figure to this day somewhere in this room. But I'm sorry. Actually, Dr. McCoy is because he was just angry as hell. So he was the angry Irishman. Dr. McCoy. Yeah. 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 So no, I screwed that up. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. So Picard. It's a really good show. Potential. Yeah. I think there's a lot of potential there. We saw some things. We saw, I have a question about Romulans and be able, can they puke green acid to ignite a gun to explode? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't I, I have a lot of questions. That was. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch that. And, um, um, but we saw the the um, nuclear puke. Yeah, nuclear puke. But we saw the um, previews for the other uh, Star Trek show, Discovery, which is the second season. Which is the second I, season coming up? And I missed the first. I, I totally missed the first. Uh, and I remember. No, I saw trailers and all that. It looked like they were trying to like put a trailer out for Star Wars when it came out. It was kind of like cool, kind of hot to watch. Like, oh, here we go. And uh, I heard I th- nothing. I after think that. it's it like was limited uh, watching. It was I think my... it's like pre-Kirk. Okay. Like, oh. Oh. Yeah. Cool. That's kind of cool. 
All right. Yeah, I think it's like I think that's what the storyline is for that. I'll give it a shot. So, I will give that a shot. Yeah. Picard, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm going to watch it. I yeah. like it. Old Riker shows up. Mm-hmm. Yep, some protoplasm <laughs> called Jeff. <laughs> I wonder who else is going to show up. I have no idea. That's going to be interesting. But hey, uh, I, there's so much more to talk about. Fear Inoculum. Um, I, I have listened cool. to that album over, well, twice over. And I don't understand people that don't like it. Mm. To me, it's a masterpiece. Uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, fear inoculum means to subject. I'm sorry, to inject fear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it didn't do that for me. It just intrigued me. What a great album. You know, for me, um, I think initially the anticipation of that album coming out and being able to revisit their old catalog and um i i personally um at the very first turn of it the very first listen of it i w- i was personally like hmm wasn't exactly what i was thinking right because for me the sparseness of uh well the sparseness of maynard's vocals throughout the whole hmm. you know where um you know, obviously it's about the songs and what does the song need, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it seemed to me in the past that there was a lot more um, emphasis there. But they said that they, um, you know, they, they did this all in like a very odd time signature. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, I, I, I'm a fan of it for sure, but because um, I like the band, but... Um, their favorite album of mine is probably Lateralis. Yeah, as a whole. As as, as a whole, holistically, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I remember the first Were time. Were you speaking holistically? <laughs> no. But I, I, I remember when I was first introduced to Tool, and uh, my friend had gone to, uh, it was the uh, 93 Lollapalooza, and um, came back, and of course, prior to him going, uh, we all bought a bunch of albums. Um, he mm. bought uh, Front 242's Tyranny for You because they were going to play that Lollapalooza. Yeah, movie. I was there for that one. I bought the Rage Against the Machine album before they like blew up Good and choice. became big. And um, I think I forget what else. Uh, I want to say my brother bought uh, Sepultura's album Ooh, that year. They, I could see that. They, of course, weren't on Lollapalooza. But, um, but they would be. Well, Ozfest later. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah, before we go out tonight, I just want to give big ups to this guy. Uh, well, I met professionally. Um, artist name Ice Prince Scola, S C O L A. Uh, but you, you find all his stuff on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Ice Prince Scola. And just to give you some background, he's a 24 year old artist from Connecticut, also dropping a new collaboration soon with one of my best friends and fellow Connecticut artist, Zero Dropped the first single to that project two weeks ago zero being z-h-e-r-o uh you're going to be hearing the at the end of the show today ice prince scola and we're going to play i believe sue um and it has a lot to do with what well not just the girls they go out with but what the girls want to do when they're done with them (laughs) what else can we say it's a true story folks and it's recorded now sean was going to borrow oh i'm so upset this prong CD. Yeah. Was that Scorpio Rising? Yeah. Is that that one? And it's a really good album, but uh, somehow... The the liner jacket's all waterlogged. The liner jacket is waterlogged. I don't know what I did there. All right, so in closing, uh, we have a a lot to cover, a lot more stuff going on. We're going to be talking to Prowess real soon. You heard them earlier in the show. Good rock and roll coming your way, and uh, I think Sean's got some stuff as well. Coming up, I, we, we, we talk about so much, it's hard to compress it all. Yeah. Um, I mean, your love of meatloaf, <laughs> the sandwich, and not the I band. do love meatloaf, but, um, yeah, yeah, actually. But <laughs> anyway, you can find all our stuff. Not the music. It the sandwich. Yeah, the, yeah or, the, or the meal. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk Dr. Sleep because I got to see that, but we'll save that. I really want to watch that. It's, I want, I want to watch that before we talk about it. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is a great is a great Rose the Hat. However, Ewan McGregor, it's his second role of a lifetime. And I'm not going to say Obi-Wan is his first. My first is, I love him in Big Fish. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, That's he, a good he's show. great in that. Also, if you watch Velvet Goldmine, ladies, you might want to see that if you like him and his lightsaber. Moving on. But Dr. Sleep, we'll talk about some other time. You can find all my stuff and all our shows at burningbulbpublishing.com, fairlydarkproductions.com. We love any support you can give us because that's why we keep doing it. But um, also, too, we talked about what's in the bag. Amoeba Records is a funny thing to watch on YouTube. You get to yeah, see, I love that show. Right? You get to see what yeah. the bands pick out and what they go there to buy. Anywhere from Kim Gordon to freaking uh, Behemoth's lead guitarist. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, you know... Um... Shirley Manson from Garbage, and uh, if we're getting personal, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. All kinds of, I love Shirley. Good Manson, stuff. I know you do. I, I mean, it's nice to hear their stories about why they picked what they picked too, which is pretty cool. So, yes, you know. Now I have to throw this out, so I want you to comment before we close the show today. But this is what happens when I order Japanese robot ro- robots robots. <laughs> you get Japanese newspapers. Oh yeah, you do. Look at that. You get like no does any of that make sense to you? Is is it yeah. It's no, kinda, it's doesn't. kinda cool. It is kinda cool. I wish I could read this. Right? Uh, I'm gonna find somebody <laughs> that can. I'm pretty sure it says really dumb, dumb I... Americans buying our stuff. I wonder how th- if this is how they inoculate us with like a deadly virus or something now. Could you imagine? Yeah. I'd be the first to go, dude. You're surrounded by Japanese mm-hmm. models. You just touch the yeah. Japanese hey. newspaper and... Right? Yeah. What a way to now go. you're infected. Yes. <laughs> so we thank you for listening, folks. You can find me on Twitter, at Fairly Dark. I haven't been real active. I apologize because I hate the medium. Sean is not active anywhere except Facebook. Mm-hmm. I hate Facebook too. By the way, I think we're, yeah, we're kind of shooting ourselves. <laughs> I'm so I'm so bored with that platform. Um, yeah. Well. Anyway. Anyway, guys. <laughs> at the of course closing our show all the time. We don't give these girls enough credit, but Yard Panther and they are making their way in Austin right now. They've been making shows. So and of course, fashion trashin. That's Erica's show that she does on her own. And you guys are all welcome to do voices anytime if you want to do sock puppet voices. But we're going to, like I said, go out with Ice Prince Scola. Okay? Thanks for listening, guys. And again, you could find him at Ice Prince Scola on SoundCloud. All right? Sean, what do you got for me in closing? Goodbye. Better than Taddy sometimes. <laughs> Good, sometimes. Good night. Good night. Guys. I got all these bitches trying to sue. Cause my money's so blue Thought I taught you everything you knew Now you got the nerve to go and tell me shoe What the fuck is that? I don't know why Bitch, you're so high Say she want love But she just want my supply Baby, tell them lies Saying that they down the ride Once they get your money They gon' leave you by the side Tell me what do I do now? Bitches on me cause my money's so blue now Bitches never stay true now They get your money, then they say they done with you now Jody's saying she gon' take my ass to court If you flex on me, you'll be coming up short I'ma get the bag every time I hit New York And bitch, I run the game cause it's my favorite sport Don't you know I can take you to the sky? Don't you know I can show you how to fly? Don't you know I can put you in Dubai? Don't you know I would never make you cry? I got all these bitches tryna sue to do now all these hoes say they want to come through now nowadays hoes act like it's a zoo now they want your dough so they say they gonna sue now don't you know i would always hit reply don't you know i would never make you sigh don't you know i'ma always be the guy i run the game now i feel just like Kawhi. i got all these bitches trying to sue yes cause my money's so
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.